It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. to the strains of Enter Sandman by Metallica. And that's what he's done for all these years as he's built up all of these saves. He is tied with Trevor Hoffman with 601 career saves, the most ever in the history of Major League Baseball. On this day, September 19th, 2011, Mariano Rivera became Major League Baseball's all-time saves leader. Mariano got his first save with the Yankees in 1996. He was a setup man that year for John Wetland. He first came to the Yankees out of the minor league system in 1995. Started and then became a reliever. And Mariano Rivera has been the Yankees' exclusive closer since 1997 when John Wetland left the team as a free agent. And he has never relinquished that role all these years later. He has been a major contributor to five world championships. Starting in 1996 when he set up for John Wetland. In fact, that year, he finished third in the Cy Young voting. Rivera sets and deals. Strike three, ball game over, Yankees win, and it's perfect because the greatest closure in history now has the most saves in history. With 6.02, he moves ahead of Trevor Hoffman, and he stands alone atop the closure mountain. He had always been the greatest ever. And with that save 602, he now had the numbers to prove it. There's never been a better closer than Mariano Rivera. And I think what we're doing right now is we're getting a chance to watch the Babe Ruth of his position. And if baseball is played another 300 years from now, John, they'll talk about how great Mariano Rivera was. I'm Mark Feinzand, executive reporter for MLB.com. Welcome to Major League Baseball's Full Account Podcast where we take deep dives into baseball's best untold stories. Now, the gate opens. Number 42, Mariano Rivera. Here's Mariano Rivera. And now Mariano Rivera. Rivera sets and deals. Strike three, ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. And it's perfect because the greatest closure in history history. He's going to be one tough act to follow. In this episode of Full Account, we'll look back at the good. When we got there again, all four guys together, and only got there but win it. That one was precious. And the not so good. The Diamondbacks are world champions. And many of the memorable moments from Mariano Rivera's Hall of Fame career. This is the last time we'll see him in pinstripes, and we're not quite done watching him. But tonight, he closes his chapter. In the span of three years, from 1995 to 1997, Mariano Rivera had morphed from a middle-of-the-road starting pitching prospect to supreme setup man to all-star closer. 
emerging as one of the best relievers in all of Major League Baseball and a World Series champion. After a crushing loss to the Indians in 1997, the Yankees responded with a historic, record-setting 114-win season in 1998 and route to another world championship. The stretch and pitch. Hit on the ground on a hop to Brocious. Fields throws across. End time. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Rivera was firmly established in the upper echelon of relievers, as close to a sure thing at the end of a game as there was. During that 1998 season, Derek Jeter and Chuck Knobloch had started to encourage teammates on the Yankees to choose custom walk-up music for each of their at-bats, adding a personal touch to their games. In the 98 World Series, some members of the Yankees' front office took note of the crowd reaction in San Diego when closer Trevor Hoffman came in from the bullpen. He would enter the game to the sound of ACDC's Hell's Bells, prompting the Yankees to ask their own scoreboard department to find a tune for their closer to make his own. Rivera, on the other hand, was indifferent to the concept. I was so concentrated. I was so, so focused on what I have to do that I didn't control or time where we were or uh, who was there, you know, what they were doing. I can care less about that. The team tested out a few different tracks early in the 1999 season, including Paradise City by Guns N' Roses, but none seemed to catch on. One member of the scoreboard department then suggested a different song, Metallica's Enter Sandman. After a few games, the fans seemed to be buying in. Rivera was asked if he liked it, but the closer had barely noticed. I know that I had to do a job. I know that I had to go there and get three guys out, six guys out, four guys out, five guys out. And that's, that was my, my mission. I didn't know who was playing, what kind of music was playing, what was playing. I didn't know that. You said you, you were not a Metallica fan. You don't listen to that kind of music. Yeah, um, I, never, I never was a Metallica. You know, I respect the guys. I met them. When I met him, uh, uh, you know, great guys. But I told them themselves, I said, guys, don't ask me too much question about this because the answer will be maybe things that you don't want to hear. But I was honest to them. I don't want to fake and tell, oh, man, I love the music. No, I don't like the music. I don't hear that kind of music. And I listen to Christian music, you know, and they ain't not playing no Christian music. Enter Sandman quickly became a sign to the Yankee Stadium crowd that the game was nearing its end. Rivera continued to be unmoved by the music, but embraced the song as part of his identity. I didn't even know the words, to tell you the truth. But again, it became part of me. I was okay with it. As the rest of the league was finding out, Rivera had established himself as the most dominant closer in the game. He finished the 1999 season with a league-high 45 saves. But what mattered most was what happened in October. The Yankees breathed through another postseason, going 11-1 to win their second straight World Series title, their third in four years. The New York Yankees, world champions, team of the decade, most successful franchise of the century. That World Series, Rivera would take home MVP honors following the Yankees' four-game sweep of the Braves. The 99 season capped one of the greatest two-year runs any relief pitcher has ever known. 81 regular season saves, a 1.86 ERA, 
18 scoreless postseason appearances, and most importantly, two parades down the Canyon of Heroes. As good as you were in the regular season, you were that much better in the postseason. What was it about October that, that really seemed to bring it out of you? You say that, Mark. You say that October. You know, it wasn't April. It wasn't July. It wasn't September. It was October. And not just uh, uh, beginning of October. It's the mid of October when you're playing for the cream of the cream. You know, you're playing for the best. It means playoff. And when playoff happens, I want to take the best crack at it. I wanted to bring the best of me. I never hold back. Playoff, I didn't hold back a bit, you know? And that is, to me, that is where uh, uh, those numbers show like that because, I mean, it's not tomorrow. You have to give you everything at that moment, and you have to bring your best at that moment. The 2000 season proved to be more of the same. The Yankees returned again to the World Series in October, facing their crosstown rivals, the New York Mets. The Subway Series lasted only five games. Rivera would make history in the deciding game. Mariano Rivera, who is tied with Raleigh Fingers for the most saves all time in World Series play. Deontay gets into one to center. Back is Brian Williams. A three-piece. The New York Yankees. For the third time in a row, fourth time in five years, and 26th time in franchise history, they are the world champions. Playoff to me brought my best. You know, I wanted to be in that position. I wanted to be the guy that be throwing the last pitch. I wanted to be the guy that, uh, you know, staying on that mound for game four or game six or game seven and standing up and said, it's done. We won. Rivera's one blown save during that five-year run had been against Cleveland in the 1997 ALDS when Sandy Alomar Jr. took him deep for a game-tying home run in Game 4. But Rivera learned from that mistake and came back stronger. It was a lesson that proved to be important, as he would face similar circumstances in the years to come. Trey Hillman, who had managed a 21-year-old Rivera in single-A Greensboro nearly a decade earlier, wasn't surprised to see the pitcher thrive in the aftermath of his first postseason failure. I put that in the category of perseverance. I, I think he had a really good perspective, as did the other three core four guys, Jeter, Posada, and Pettit. You know, those four guys, all four of them had that in common. They could let it go. At least perceptually, they let it go. And maybe that wasn't the case in their inner soul, but, you know, with Mariano, with uh, with Derek, with Andy, and with Jorge, it, you couldn't tell if they'd had a really bad day the day before or if they'd had a really good day. Not, not getting too high and not getting too low. And I think for Mariano, you know, it's just another testament to how he puts things in perspective and compartmentalizes them and just continues to learn and grow and persevere through them. The Yankees were back at it in 2001, winning another 95 games to capture their fourth straight American League East title. But the postseason proved to be a little more difficult. New York was trying to become the first team since the 1953 Yankees to win four consecutive World Series championships. That year, in the aftermath of the September 11th terrorist attacks, they would face the Arizona Diamondbacks in an emotional back-and-forth World Series that went to a decisive seventh game. Despite being outscored 35-14 through the series, 
New York took a 2-1 lead into the bottom of the eighth in Game 7. The Yankees were six Rivera outs from another historic feat. Rivera breezed through the bottom of the eighth, but the ninth presented trouble for the all-star closer. 2001, we almost steal it, but God didn't want it to be like that. Bottom of the ninth inning, last chance for the Diamondbacks, down 2-1. to one. Into center field, a good start for Arizona. Grace with his third hit. After a leadoff single, Rivera, who had committed only one error in his career to that point, fielded a bunt. The bunt by Miller. Throw to second. Into center field. DeLucci will stay, and it's two on with nobody out. I mean, the things that happened on the ninth inning, I can still comprehend it. You know? The things that happened, I never throw the ball away. Two on, nobody out, and the bunt to Rivera. Throws to third, out. Rivera is so quick to third base that Grotius actually had a play at first, but Grotius content for one. I have to meet one of the best third basemen and close guy that I always want on my team, Scott Grotius. Bunt straight at me. Grab the ball, deliver the pitch to Scott Grotius around the chest, and Scott Grotius never throw to first base. We would have double play. The game would have changed. Right there, the game would have changed. But it happened. I cannot be mad of Scott Brushes. Why? You know, that's, that's the game. You know, so I understood then that, man, something, something is not clicking here. Something is happening. Two on, one out, and Womack in the right field to hit. Here comes Cummings. It's tied. Going to third is Bell. Tony Womack delivers, it's 2-2. Rivera's situation grew worse when he hit the Diamondbacks' Craig Council to load the bases with one out. Luis Gonzalez would then step to the plate. Floater, center field, the Diamondbacks are world champions. The Yankees' championship run was over, and the loss hung squarely on Rivera's shoulders. We lost, yes, I lost this series. And uh, it was hard, but they flat beat us. They did everything better than us, and we almost steal it. They scored more runs than us, and we almost steal it. Rivera's short list of notorious blown saves would have two more notable additions in 2004, and they would come, no less, against the Yankees' arch rivals, the Boston Red Sox. In the 04 ALCS, New York took a three-games-to-none lead in the best-of-seven series with a 19-8 beating of Boston at Fenway Park in Game 3. Their spirit was broken. Their life was broken. Everything that they breathed was broken. Everything that they, they, they was about was broken. But something happened. In Game 4, the Yankees handed Rivera a one-run lead in the ninth inning, needing only three outs to move on to another World Series. But Rivera issued a rare leadoff walk. Leadoff walk, and there's life for the Red Sox. Then pinch runner Dave Roberts stole the most famous base in postseason history. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts, safe. Setting up Bill Miller's game-tying hit. Up the middle. Roberts will come to the plate. The throw by Williams. Bill Miller has tied it. 
Boston won the game in the 12th, keeping hope alive at Fenway. The next night, Rivera entered game five in the bottom of the eighth with a one-run lead, nobody out, and runners at the corners. He retired all three batters he faced, but gave up a sacrifice fly that tied the game. The Red Sox prevailed in 14 innings and had avoided elimination once again. The Yankees were headed home for games six and seven, but the momentum remained with the Red Sox, and history was made at Yankee Stadium. Boston won both games to become the first team ever to overcome an 0-3 deficit to win a postseason series. I always believe that when you have someone down, you have to finish. I don't say that we, we couldn't finish it in the next four games. I couldn't say that. But if you see in the games how they develop, and the only game that they beat us was game seven. But everything was almost extraneous, extraneous, extraneous. While the disappointment of Game 7 in Arizona and the gut punch of the 2004 ALCS might have crushed some players and damaged their confidence, Rivera had already shown the internal fortitude to put the past behind him in 1997. Yankees general manager Brian Cashman had the confidence the failures would not have a lasting impact on his closer. Bottom line is he clearly showed the ability to turn the page. He wasn't forced to deal with turning the page very much. He wasn't forced with dealing with failure very much in his professional career. But, uh, yeah, there's something clearly, you know, uh, inside of him, makeup-wise, that allowed him to manage uh, his success in a certain way as well as his failure, even though failure wasn't very much in, involved in his uh, professional career. You know, one of the reasons he's going to Cooperstown on a unanimous vote is because he took his talent and combined with that type of fortitude and makeup and character, uh, you know, that whole, some of the parts really created a very unique individual. Although Rivera remained the preeminent closer in the game, the Yankees faced some tough times in the following years. New York was eliminated in the ALDS in each of the next three seasons, bringing an end to Joe Torre's 12-year tenure as manager. In 2008, Joe Girardi became the manager, but the Yankees would miss the playoffs altogether in their farewell season at the old Yankee Stadium. The Yankees opened their brand new ballpark in 2009, having added a number of notable players to the core four of Rivera, Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, and Andy Pettit. They thrived as they won 103 games. Even at age 39, Rivera's season looked like most of his others. He converted 44 of 46 save opportunities and posted a 1.76 ERA. The 2-2. Strike three. Ball game over. Rivera gets four outs. Rivera gets four strikeouts. And the Yankees win this one 8-4. Regular season games don't typically stand out, but on June 28th, Rivera joined Trevor Hoffman as the only two pitchers in history with 500 saves. And in a rare plate appearance in that game, Mariano did something he had never done before. All three runners take off. And he has walked in a run. Francisco Rodriguez has walked Rivera to force in a run the first RBI in the career of Mariano Rivera. Can you believe that? Bases loaded, two outs. I believe we were winning by one run, something like that. And there I am, facing uh, K-Rod. And the first pitch he threw right over the plate, I swing at it. He got a good cut. Maybe that took him like, hey, man, he's swinging, you know? And he started throwing here, throwing there, 3-2. 
he woke me. I'm like, oh my God, he woke me. I can't believe this. You know, and that's how I got my RBI. I never thought they will develop like that. You know, at that day that uh that within that day I will have my 500 save in in my first ever RBI. <laughs> it was amazing. That 09 season, the Yankees returned to the World Series for the first time since 2003. Rivera made four scoreless appearances in the World Series against the Philadelphia Phillies, including a heroic 41-pitch effort in Game 6, which he pitched with a strained oblique. The Yankees clinched the 27th championship in franchise history, the fifth for Rivera and his core four brothers. Rivera is set. And here's the payoff. Swung on and grounded to second. Cano fields, throws to first, in time. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. You mentioned Andy Derrick, Jorge. What was it like? You guys won a lot early in your career. What was it like to win that last title with them in 09 and be able to experience that one more time, nine years after you had last done it with them. It was uh, it was amazing. It was amazing, Mark. I mean, uh, and maybe sometimes we take it for granted because, I mean, we were in World Series every year, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, and then 2003, and lost to the Red Sox 2004. And then we didn't see no World Series appearance into 2009. You know, so yes, you take it for granted how hard it is to get there. But man, when we got there again, all together, all four guys together, you know, and not only got there, but win it. That one was precious. Pettit recalls the feeling of reaching that peak for the fifth and what turned out to be final time. It was special. You know, we had had a lot of years in between, you know, uh, championships. We were all older. We were all up in our in our late 30s at the time. A lot of people were saying we'd never be able to win another championship with the group of guys that we had. And so to be able to do it again in 09, for me, and I, I think for you know the older guys there for sure, it was as special as our first one was. Um, and so you know that was that was pretty cool to be able to do that late in our career. Three years later, very few people knew heading into the 2012 season that Rivera was close to retirement. He had only confided in his wife, Clara, his agent, Fernando Cusa, and a small group of friends, including Jeter and Pettit, that he intended to retire. Or at least, that was the plan. Things changed on May 3rd, when Rivera was shagging fly balls before a game in Kansas City. Mariano Rivera going down. You can see the reaction of Alex Rodriguez and Joe Girardi. Mariano being carted off, eventually having to undergo ACL surgery. The good Lord knew that uh, that was my last year, and he didn't want me to go out like that. So he allowed me to get injury, to realize, man, I didn't want to go out like this. I didn't, wa- didn't want to go out that the last scene that you're seeing of myself being laying on the grass on the outfield, I don't want to see that. At the same time, you know, I have nothing to prove to Noah, you know? I have a great career, but the Lord didn't allow me to finish like that. The rehab process was grueling, but Rivera completed it, leaving him ready to go when the 2013 season began. It wasn't easy, guy. 
because the process to get in the position to compete at the same level that I was doing for 18 years previous to that, you know, a lot of tears were shed because the pain was unbearable. But there is a passion pushing me, pushing me. I cannot live like that, and I didn't. He announced during spring training that he would retire at the end of the year, effectively kicking off a farewell tour that would see him honored and showered with gifts at ballparks around the league. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our honor tonight to pay tribute to one of the game's great ambassadors. Please welcome future Hall of Famer, Mariano Rivera. Rivera made the most of that 2013 season, meeting with stadium and club employees at each stop. Not the ones in uniform, but rather the folks behind the scenes that made the game go. I was able to do something that uh, I wish every player does, is that I was able to talk to those behind the scene, those that work on the ground crew, those that take care of the bathrooms, those that prepare the food. I was able to, to tell them thank you. We got to spend 45 minutes with him, and it wasn't high in an autograph, it was that personal. And uh, just learning more about the greatest, you know, closer in our MLB history, and he does it with such class. Who's ever heard of another athlete who is retiring or otherwise doing something like this, taking the time to talk to people, learn about them, and, and then share some of what he's about as well? In his final season, Rivera was chosen for his 13th All-Star game which was held at New York's City Field. He was brought in for the eighth inning rather than the ninth, guaranteeing the closer an opportunity to pitch in the game. As Rivera jogged in from the bullpen to the familiar sound of Enter Sandman, he noticed something strange. Now pitching, number 42, Mariano Rivera. That all-star game, remember going through the doors or the bullpen to the game, and then uh, look around, there's no one on the field. And I was on the mound alone, standing in front of the doghouse. Both teams applauding for me, and 60,000 people on the stands sharing, applauding. Man, that was, I never seen something like that before. So 2013 for me, was a special year that the Lord allows me to go out in a great way. By the time Rivera's season and career were about to come to an end, there was still one moment for him to look forward to, his final appearance at Yankee Stadium. New York had been officially eliminated from the wildcard race the previous night, but fans packed the stadium on September 26th to see the great Mariano Rivera pitch in pinstripes one last time. Mariano Rivera, number 42. Places on its feet, cameras everywhere. This is the last time this is ever going to happen. After entering the game with one out in the eighth, Rivera recorded two quick outs to end the inning, returning to the clubhouse to get ready for the ninth. That's when it hit him. When I was sitting in the training room, it seems crossed my mind like a picture like a movie from 1990 that I left Panama 
through all the process that I went through to that point. It was amazing. And then when I go to the mount, I got the first guy out, the second guy out. I said, man, this is it. The last time that I would pitch here at Yankee Stadium. You know, and, and, and now I, I all messed up. Now my, my, my heart, my mind, my body, everything was messed up. Rather than being allowed to finish the game, the Yankees made a pitching change. Only it wasn't manager Joe Girardi making the walk from the dugout. Here comes Andy Pettit out. And Jeter. Yeah, they're coming out, they're gonna take him out. And Andy Pettit takes the ball from Mariano. He's hugging Andy. Andy and Mo hugging on the mound with Jeter next to them. Me and Derek going out and be able to take Mariano out of the game. You know, it's crazy. That was something that Joe Girardi had mentioned to me and Derek earlier in that game that he would like for us to do that. Me and Derek both were like, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, we just didn't. I mean, Derek thought that'd be awkward. We really didn't want to try. We didn't want to show the other team up. We didn't want to do anything like that. You know, Joe Girardi was like, man, I think it'd be special. And, and thank goodness we did it because that was a special moment uh, for me and Derek to go out there and to have that moment with Mariano. It was really cool. It's something that's going to be one of my favorite moments of my career whenever people ask me about special moments. Mariano really is. He's over. He's really overcome. Uh, he's he's really lost he's, it. Yes, he he's is. He's in tears, Mariano. All the Yankees are in front of the dugout now, applauding. Now here's Mo walking to the dugout. He is really sobbing. Tips his cap. Waving to the fans. Kiss to his family. And now he's smiling. The tears have stopped and he's smiling. That moment was the icing of the cake. That moment was the moment in my career as a baseball player. Having my two brothers standing with me on the mound and closing my career, that was special. That was special. I mean, uh, even if I couldn't write it, it could never be that good, the way it happened. We want Mo. Alex Rodriguez is pushing him up the stairs. Not a dry eye in the house, and everyone standing and applauding. Everyone. Wow, something. It really is something. In his 19-year career, Rivera finished with a major league record 652 saves, five World Series rings, the adoration of an entire fan base, and the respect of just about anybody involved with the game. All the rings, the all-star appearances, you never won a Cy Young Award. Finished second once, third a couple times, three times, I think. Was that important to you? Was that anything you were that, that mattered to you? You know, uh, uh, none of those things, I mean, I didn't say they no matter or they important or they could, but then no title will make me better or worse. I continue being the same person. And the rest is, is just, just, just a little add to the, to the trophy room. That's all it is. Rivera might not have won that individual award, but beginning in 2014, Major League Baseball instituted a new honor for the top relief pitcher in each league. 
the National League winner would receive the Trevor Hoffman Award, while the American League recipient would get, what else, the Mariano Rivera Award. I always say that I'm a blessed man. That is one of the blessings that Major League Baseball consider to make an award after me. From Puerto Caimito, throwing 87 miles per hour, the tops, to all those that process monoliths, not speaking the language, to New York, to Cooperstown, then Major League Baseball to give me an award. Amazing. That Rivera was able to accomplish what he did was remarkable. And to think he could have potentially achieved even more. This is Brian Cashman. The one thing we'll never know is how much longer could he have kept going doing what he did, you know, because he chose to, to shut it down at, at uh, the point he did. And it was with nothing but pure continued success. It was just like, okay, I've done a, enough for me. Uh, but, you know, how many more years would he have added to that? You know, we'll never know. But, you know, he was unstoppable from start to finish. His playing days behind him, Rivera has used his good fortune for another passion of his, picking up yet another save in the process. Rivera and his wife, Clara, renovated a long vacant church in New Rochelle, New York, not far from their home. His foundation contributed about $3 million to restore the 107-year-old church, one of the proudest accomplishments of Rivera's life. These days, Rivera spends most of his time playing the role of dad and husband, though he's also heavily involved in the building of a learning center for children in New Rochelle. I believe that our kids, this generation, needs a push, needs a model that they can lean on and be like, or better. You know, boys and girls, they need a voice or need someone to lean on. And uh, I believe that building this learning center will be an opportunity for them to shine and uh, that's my goal, to build this learning center for others, to be the pilot of many to come. Because I don't want to just take it and put it in New Rochelle. I want to be able to put it so every, everywhere else. You know, go to Queens, go to Brooklyn, go to Detroit, go to Chicago, you know, go to L.A., and then to the rest of the world. Because, I mean, yes, if you have a message, and you have a voice. I always believe that you have to use it. Inspiring words from an inspiring man. Thank you, Mariano, for your career, your class, and all the memories. And congratulations on your unanimous selection into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And thank you for listening to Full Account's journey through the life of Mariano Rivera. I'm Mark Feinstein. Download and subscribe to Major League Baseball's Full Account Podcast at Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Art19, or anywhere else you find podcasts. The Full Account Podcast is produced by Major League Baseball and Barnacle Brothers Production Company. Thanks to our editors, Nina Peskanov, Bob Latai, and Cher Vincent. For Barnacle Brothers, Nick Barnacle, Devin Hill, and Alex Hill. And on-location sound recording... Danny Hole with Sound Co-op. Voiceover recorded at Hyperbolic Audio, engineer Pete Crimmy, and producers Liana Rosenberg and Angela Bennett.
Special thanks to our guests, Brian Cashman, Andy Pettit, and Trey Hillman, and to Justin Daniels, Marissa Morris, Jason Zillow, and Jason Latimer for coordination. And of course, a very special thanks to Mariana Rivera, as well as Fernando Cusa and John Shestakovsky for their help. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.